everybody. It's Timmy Gibson. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. I'll be interviewing Pammy today, so let's give her a call real quick here. As you know, Pammy's been on the show before. Timmy. Pammy, welcome to the <laughs> Timmy Gibson Show. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I am grand. Oh my gosh. I am so well rested. <laughs> good. <And laughs> vacation has been good to me. Thanksgiving break or just yes. vacation? Oh, okay. Oh, Thanksgiving break. Um, I'm I'm off vacation, but it has been just so peaceful down here and oh, where uh, are you relaxing. at? I'm in Atlanta visiting family. Hmm. Sorry, I took a drink of water. I was expecting you to talk longer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, Pammy, I'm still drinking the water. Um, oh, that's right. So, because you're, for those listening, Pammy has been on the show before a couple times, right? Or just yes. once, a couple times? A couple times. Uh, and we've been talking and, and saying, let's do another show together. And so Pammy and I made this arrangement uh, that she had some time today. So, uh and that's why it's on the phone because she's actually from Kansas City. So, just for those listening, wonder, wait, I, is that Pammy that they did the <laughs> two guys and two girls thing with yes. Lance and Lisa? And <laughs> yes, this is monkey arm Pammy. <laughs> yes, oh, that's right, the guy with the monkey arm. Oh yes. my gosh, yeah. So you're Atlanta, seen family. This is for yes. Thanksgiving dash vacation. Yes. Came down here for Thanksgiving um, and just decided to stay for a little while longer and hang out with them. And it's it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's nice when you love your family. You know, like I'm so blessed to have a great relationship with both of my brothers and um, and my extended family, my nieces and nephews, my sister-in-law. I mean, they're such fantastic people. And we um, we make every minute count. Uh, we just, you know, I, I, I'm just blessed. I hear so many stories about people who don't get along with their family and it's, it's so sad to me because I, and it's not something I know. I mean, all I know is we've always been close yeah. even during the hardest times. I mean, they were the, they were the rock, you know, when I went through my divorce and even if they didn't agree with me, they never left my side. Yeah. Yeah. Families, you can't like good families are Fabulous. Good friends are fabulous too, right? I mean, absolutely. Sometimes, uh, you know, those that maybe don't have good friends, they have great family, or vice versa. You have, you know, great you know, friends and maybe not such a great family. So, mixing those up is definitely important. Absolutely. So, Pammy, you, we have so many things. We could probably do a 10 hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you had a list that you sent me, which my phone's all plugged into the system here. Um, do you have access to your phone to be able to, I, I do we'll actually, start yeah. riffing on some of this stuff. <clears throat> Cause you and I come from a, a similar, uh, background in the sense of religious and now you're now spiritual, but not religious. Um, and, and just, oh, I, I, I had to look at your list when you pull it up. I mean, everything you had listed there, I'm like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff I can talk about for hours exactly. you know how we how we come to know what we believe just you know yes. why you're still looking that up you know one of the things that i was just so shocked by and following the you know the written house uh story and all that it's it's unbelievable to me 
to look at Fox's pers- like the news uh, uh, source Fox watching Fox's take on that story and then going over to CNN and seeing their <laughs> perspective on mm-hmm. that story that is fascinating to me because yes. as as a more moderate person that doesn't align with any one political group I don't join in cults like that so I'm not going to just follow an ideology just because it's that's my team like no fuck you or a part of the human race there's not just the democrats or just the republicans and so you know i i look at both extremes and just go wow you know where's the truth like where's the actual factual truth and how and how it changes right if people were personally involved in that case in some way you just wonder what their perspective would what would be like what if what if your son was was written house or what if your son were one of the victims killed like how would you view the story different and have a different perspective anyway and I'm- yeah then no that's i mean it's absolutely true and in the i mean it, going back to beliefs and how they shape our experience um which is the first item on the list that i sent you but what is truth you know, I mean, truth is a belief, you know, whatever you believe is true to you and how you grow up and how, you know, how you're trained and and the, just the environment that you grew up in shapes those beliefs and those truths for you. Well, we were taught the Bible was truth. Yes. And then when I realized that, wait a minute, (laughs) exactly. That's that's not right. (laughs) Like, uh, there's places the Bible got it wrong. So what does that say now? Exactly. And how many people actually take the time to stop and ask themselves, is what I believe reality? Yeah. Is, is, or is this just my reality? And that, and that's why I think, you know, for me, I, I also don't align with a political party. I, um, because I, I want to I want to look at things as objectively as possible, but can you even be objective, you know, having a background like ours where we come from such a uh, religious, you know, based background, how objective are we? How deep-seated are the beliefs and the, the ideas and thoughts that we have? Yeah, that's, I'll tell you, Pammy, this is for whatever reason, one of the biggest like top 10 things that I obsess over is just the polarization of what, what we see in the extremes. I think most people are pretty moderate and in the middle and reasonable. Uh, You know, I think it's the extremes that for whatever reason have the loudest voices oftentimes Um, because, you know, I, I personally don't have the view of, you know, everybody who voted for Biden is a socialist. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, on the other side, it's everybody who voted for Trump is a racist. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. That's <laughs> that's actually factually not true. Like that is provable to be false. That is that's a that's just right. false. But there are people, Pammy, that they fucking believe that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they literally I literally, Pammy, this, uh, this is going to sound so extreme. You're going to be like, really? 
I mean, people listening, you won't. I literally talked to someone the other day that all intents and purposes seems to be totally normal and believes that there is a war between good and evil going on in America between Trump and Biden. And Trump is the good and Biden is the evil. Hmm. Like, wow. I'm like, uh, yeah. I, don't even, I, don't, I, mean, like, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you yeah. really actually believe there's a devil working with the democratic party and Jesus Christ himself is whispering into the ear of Donald Trump. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, and there's in any, all of that stems from fear. Yeah. And I think that is one of the reasons why religion is so um, hard for me to accept, I guess, at this point in my life. Do you say, because oh, go ahead. Sorry. Just, just, the idea that there has to be a good and an evil and there has to be a right and a wrong. But I mean, does there, yeah. it, it, you know, and why is that so important? Well, I mean, for some people it gives them, it, it gives them power when they feel when they're actually very afraid and to believe in something so, um, poignantly just and and to take that that side of this must be right or my my way must be right is protecting them from something much scarier that they don't want to look at yeah which i mean for a lot of people would be that there is no god or that there is no heaven or hell or that you know or whatever it is yeah. um it, it just it, we do some crazy ass shit when we're afraid well, I think it's also people's very identity. I mean, it, their their identity, and I know this, right? Because I spent 30 years as an evangelical pastor. It was my identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God, the universe, whatever you want to say is out there, begin to strip that away from me as my identity. And thankfully, by the time I walked away from being a pastor, um, I was fully healed of of that disease, <laughs> that disease of <laughs> saying that my beliefs were wrapped up in something mystical being a fact or true as I had believed it. And if not, then my whole world would come crashing down. You know, that's, that's the thing that, and this is totally left field. It's related, but I'm going to throw it into the UFO alien <laughs> field. I mean, when you think about aliens again, whether they exist or not, who the fuck knows, Surely there's some other life out in the universe somewhere. I mean, it would just be absolutely ridiculous if there wasn't. I mean, everybody agrees that that the sheer numbers of it, that there are, there is life out there. So let's just play crazy thoughts here. If an alien race appeared, you know, and could communicate with us and they had an entirely different origin story, an entirely different god and and whatever or lack of either like you know what i mean like i don't even know what like what they would believe but let's just say they have an entirely different story well that that sure fucks up the christian narrative then 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of a sudden we would be confronted with, you know, some would double down, right? Some would double down and say, we need to convert all these Martians and make them Christian. Like that, that would be some. And then I'm sure, you know, again, now I'm really getting out into crazy town, but you know, if the Martians were like, nope, we are going to evangelize to you and we will convert you to our religion, which is the true one true religion. And it's just this weird standoff and everybody thinks they're right. And if they're unable to somehow detach, because I've had a lot of people ask me, how did I go from an evangelical pastor to, to where I'm at now? Pammy, I don't know if you share this feeling, um, but I, I couldn't, I can't believe it. It's not that I just going through a tough time right now. I'm really questioning my beliefs. I'm just really struggling with, no, I did go through all of that already. And where I've landed is that I believe there's a God. I believe Jesus existed, but I do not believe in any of the factual parts of Christianity that were preached. Like you have to accept Jesus to go to heaven. Like, no, that's so, mm-hmm. no, I, that's just ridiculous. You know, to say all other religions are wrong and we're the only right one. And it's only been 2000 years. And yet we have 300,000 years of human history. And then, you know, however many thousands of years of recorded hum- human history, like <laughs> and other religions that came and went and like, Oh, so this is the one. <laughs> Like uh, this, yeah. this is the one. So just mm-hmm. all the millions and billions and people that lived before that they didn't get a chance to even know anything about it because it wasn't created yet. <laughs> just, yes. If you know. believe, if you believe in a higher power, God, whatever you want to, you know, whatever term you want to use, what, in what do you believe about that? God, most people believe that, um, it's a loving God or a loving, you know, source of, of love or whatever, you know, that you can't have that division. Like division comes from, again, fear. Division comes from, you know, trying to protect yourself or just to survive. And you can't have love and fear at the same time. Right. So how, you know, and that's where I get, you know, I get, I struggle with um, religion per se, because, I believe that it's always been or are meant to have been about love and it is about love. And if, you know, if you took away all of that other, all the other um, ideas and thoughts and just focused on love and being love, we would not be having this conversation. Yeah. You know, we'd live in a, a, a utopia basically. I mean, well, sure. we would live a much different life, but it, that's where, that's what I struggle with, with religion is when it's, you know, they, the message may be talking about love, but there's always a fear snuck in there somewhere, yeah. you know, that it just it, oh, it creates, yeah. un, you know, people <laughs> being uneasy with, you know, who they are or wh- whatever it is that takes them to that place. So I, that's, that's my biggest struggle with it is I just don't believe it was meant to be about anything but love. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt in my, my personal experience in my personal life, I feel much more whole and complete and I don't even know what the words would be to describe what I feel now. 
peace. <laughs> Maybe yeah, peace. just peace. I mean, I it's just a, it's just a whole. Pammy, I, 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 you know, you and I share something very unique that a lot of people don't ever really get to experience and not that they should or could or whatever, but to go from living in a belief system that we were bought into 100% and to now escape and not that we were in cults per se, maybe, but, you know, to escape that cult, that, you know, that thinking that, that. Um, worldviews that you know mm -hmm. escaping this one worldview where everything was tidied up and buttoned up real nice and tight and then to literally jump out of that box and be able to see the box and know that you used to think those things and to completely see the world differently mm -hmm. i mean to completely i see the world completely different than than i used to you know 10 years ago yes and it's just a weird it's such a weird feeling because now if i am ever talking to someone that is in that world that i used to be in i i sometimes just tilt my head like what like mm -hmm. that like that doesn't make any sense and you think god is punishing who what? Like, I, you know, I mean, it just like my brain just like goes into a tilt that people think like that. And then of course, in my mind, I'm like, well, Timmy, hello, you thought like that. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're literally, you know, and, it, and, and I have to say this because I sound a little condescending and I hate condescending when, or I hate when people are condescending and, and I don't want to come across that way because I've always said it, at, at the end of it all, who knows? I don't know. Uh, I know what I know in reality, but outside of, you know, like after I talked about this in my last, last podcast, you know, the after death, what happens after you die? Listen, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Now you can, I can tell you what the Bible says. I can tell you what the Hindus think. I can tell you what Buddhists think. I can tell you what other religions think about life after death. But the reality is nobody knows. And that's right. the mystery. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. End the podcast. Everybody yeah. go to, good night. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well and, and that just, I mean, going back to, you know, what is fact and, um, you know, a fact is something that can't be disputed. Right. That no matter how you look at it or try to dissect it, it's something that cannot be disputed. Um, and, you know, everything else is just a story. Yeah. Or a belief. Right. Or a thought or an idea. It's not fact. And that's, I think, um, you know, if I, sometimes I just wish people were a little bit more open-minded to like, you know, I appreciate you because you have opened yourself up to all different kinds of ideas. It doesn't mean you believe everything. It doesn't mean that you buy into everything and, right. and myself included, but being open allows us to at least explore and to find new ways of living and new ways of creating. And I mean, I, I can't even imagine what my life would be like right now. Well, I can't kind of can't remember, imagine it, but 
I would be miserable if I had stayed in the belief system that I was in growing up. Yeah. It wasn't me. And I, and I can see that now. And, and people say, oh, well, yeah, it's just because it's not, wasn't you, isn't you now doesn't mean it wasn't you then. Well, the only reason that it was, that I could, would even say that it was who I was is because of what I was trained in. And it was so ingrained in me and it was on an unconscious level that it's taken this many years to undo all of that and yeah. to, to put new stories and new beliefs in there to, to reframe my unconscious so my conscious mind can create differently. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it is so much more rewarding. Well, so yes. So much more rewarding. It, and I mean, going back to the, you know, the, not to talk specifically about the Rittenhouse story, but it it's, yeah, each person can frame it in the way they frame it. And it's just, I find that fascinating. What, that, what actually happened, happened, right? No one, mm -hmm. you can't change the, like actually what happened. Right. Right. So this is a no judgment. This just, that, that thing happened, you know, mm -hmm. and it became a national story and a national deal. But there's two specific narratives and, you know, and I'm not here to tell you which one is, Right. I'm just saying there's two clear narratives and you're either on one side or on the other. And then there's, of course, there's, you know, people that are, you know, maybe smart enough and logical enough or rational enough to be able to be honest and open about really looking at the, that whole thing, you know, openly and honestly without giving to your own personal bias. And, mm -hmm. and I, and I remember this, I remember people trying to have conversations with me about, my beliefs and you know so let me don't, i want to finish that thought in just a second but that makes me think of another thought when it comes to belief i've had people ask me do you think that you know believing that there's a god or believing in jesus and in, in a way like all that is or believing that noah built an ark is, is that harmful do you think it's bad i'm like well no i don't think it's bad i i think um it can become bad, just like food can become bad. Anything can become bad, right? Drinking can become bad. It's also a good thing, but it can become bad, you know, if you drink too much or whatever. I mean, it's just like anything in life to to the extreme. Yeah, it's bad. But some of those beliefs within the Christian faith, they're harmless. There are other beliefs that aren't harmless and I think are very toxic and damaging and abusive, you know, to, to walk around like I did scared to death that I was going to die and go to hell, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough. And so full of shame and, and full of guilt. And, you know, that's very, very toxic. And to think that there's yeah. only one way and you've, you know, the way and every other way is wrong. Is it also very toxic? It's very prideful. It's very arrogant to think that you of all people in the whole fucking universe, you've got the ultimate truth of heaven and hell and the afterlife all figured out and everybody else is wrong. I mean, what kind of superior prideful person does it take, you know, to, to believe that? And yet I believed it, Pammy, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I, I yeah. believed it. And so I don't think that all beliefs can be harmful and, and let's be honest, right? Beliefs can, if you believe that God's on your side and he loves you and loves everybody and he's going to bless you and do good to you, if you do good, that's going to probably help you in life. You know, mm -hmm. it's probably going to help you in, in some ways, in some ways, some people might think that could be a toxic belief, but 
not always, you know, not always. Um, it's just like, you know, all people that, that drink, oh, they all have problems. They're all alcoholics. No, you can drink just socially and not have a problem. Some people do have a problem, but not all people. So I think it's the same thing with Christianity. I think there are some great Christians out there that really have a good balance on their belief system, and it really does turn them into people of love, and they don't judge, they don't feel superior, they're not arrogant, and they have this deep deep knowing down deep that, yeah, this is my belief system, and I I choose to believe this. You know, but I mean, it could be a little Mm -hmm. off or wrong. You know, I don't know. Like those kind of people, oh, man. I love mm-hmm. that. It's, it's the, yeah. it's the ones that just, they know, they know. Yes. And you don't, yes. I just, it's, that's challenging yeah. because going back to the original point, because things that we can't know about, we can't be certain of knowing about. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah, we can be certain the earth is a sphere because we've flown satellites around it and we have pictures and fucking video. So you know, that that's why they don't debate that on college campuses. That's never a debate on college campus, whether the earth is flat or not, because, <laughs> you know, because we know it's, right. it's undisputable. And, and well, and what does it matter? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what, 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 how does that change? How does that change your existence here on earth? Right. Whether it's flat or round, you're still going to be, you're still going to, you know, be um, accountable to gravity. Right. You're, you know, I mean, what does it matter? I mean, you know, it's funny, I, I've never thought of it like that. Like how, I mean, that's the thing is like, for me is getting so caught up in one idea or one belief or a few, whatever it is, and being so convicted and so convinced that it's important for you to know, important for you to believe that that you lose sight of the fact that it really doesn't change anything, your existence. Right. Yeah. If the earth, if they was like, Oh, Hey guys, the earth is flat. Like, okay, well, and, and yeah. So it's fucking flat. (laughs) I think what, what conspiracy theories, probably the theorist would say is that that just is a, a glimpse into all the lies. You know what I'm saying? Like the, they, right. they're covering up the earth, which is funny. Like, why does it matter? Why would we fucking well, why is it, like, yeah. why, why, what would that, what would be the benefit in the government hiding the fact that the earth is flat? Like it doesn't exactly, there's no benefit in it. Either there is way. no, there's no financial gain. No. In it. There's no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is the point? Yeah, uh, It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but yeah. So yeah. that's just funny especially something like that. And even like, here's something I've thought of. Well, no, if you don't accept Jesus, you're, you know, if you're going to go to hell. Why do you care? What like, mm-hmm. and if, and if you really truly, it's like, why do you so bad want to send people to hell? Like, I don't, yeah. that was one thing that, that became more and more in my thinking as I was questioning things years ago, as I started this unwinding process, I thought, man, now that I'm kind of seeing this from a different perspective, it, Christians are eager to send everybody to hell, but themselves, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it just <laughs> seems like they're almost like super excited about it. Like we're the chosen mm-hmm. ones, you know, we're the, we're the ones with the ultimate truth. You know, we're all going to be in heaven dancing around while you, all you motherfuckers are going to be burning in hell. 
<laughs> it's just that's <laughs> well, just a that's weird feeling. <laughs> it is, and if that's the case, I got I got a lot more living to do. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, me too. You know, might as well make it a good one. If I'm yeah. going to hell anyway. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, surely in hell they have ice cream. <laughs> and nachos and you can eat it all yes. till your heart's and desire and never gain yes, a pound. Yes. Exactly. It'll that's, be too hot down there for us to hold on to anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you uh totally shifting gears here for a second? Are you dating? What's it seems like the last time last time we had talked you were in a relation in a new relationship um I think. And uh, Lisa had just broken up with her so the first podcast, she was in a relationship and you weren't the next podcast. Mm -hmm. She was just broke up with that relationship and you had, had found a relationship. So where, where yes. are you at now? Well, What's I up? like, I like your segue from hell to my dating life. I mean, that's, <laughs> <pretty fantastic. laughs> that's a good segue. <laughs> I think so. By the way, we have one minute and I have to okay. go to a commercial break. Okay. Well, short story is, um, I am single. I have um, someone I'm talking to, um, but uh, what's her outside name? of that, what's that? <laughs> I said, what's her name? <laughs> her name? <laughs> I'm teasing. Yes. Um, yes, I haven't switched teams, so <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> still batting for the. Still, yep. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, the other relationship ended um, and not in a great way, but, you know, in all, for all intents and purposes, it, it was not meant to be. And, and I'm grateful to be out of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm living my life and just That's see awesome. what happens. Cool. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with more of Pammy after this commercial break. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to hear more about Pammy's love life. So Pammy, how's the love life? Well, <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm interested to hear about this person that you're talking to. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. how'd you guys meet? Yeah. Uh, we actually met in Herman. Um, I was there on a girl's weekend and he came up to me, um, and we were, you know, just dancing and, uh, having a good time. And he came up to me and was dancing for a little while. Then he left and I didn't see him again. And when I was leaving, um, he came, he found me again and was like, Hey, you know, and we'd established at some point that he was from the Kansas city area. And he's like, can I give you my phone number? And I'm like, well, sure. And he goes, well, are you actually going to contact me? <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, I yeah, for mean, $500. have you, <laughs> not going to have you put your number in my phone and not, uh, contact you. So, um, he did. And, um, we've had a couple of dates and they've been a lot of fun. He is, um, he is a dad and his, um, his child is older, but still at home. And so, um, it's been interesting because the last person I dated wanted to consume all of my time. Yeah. And I found that to be so claustrophobic and so off-putting that it pretty much is what triggered, you know, the end of that relationship was, you know, I, I had a, a great life and I want to continue living that great life and, you know, spending time with my girlfriends and traveling and doing all of these things. And, um, you know, 
he did not appreciate that as much as I had hoped he would. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so that was, uh, that was a lot of what I shouldn't say a lot. That was part of the reason why we, we ended it. But, um, this, um, new person is not like that at all. His life is very full and very busy. And, um, you know, we've, no, we've been talking, we've had two dates and we've been talking for about three weeks now, almost four weeks. Okay. And we've only seen each other twice. So, you know, I mean, it's, so it's going very slowly, which is great. Um, it's good for me because I tend to, I tend to try to rush things. Um, and then I get, you know, so involved in the other person's life that I forget about this fantastic life that I've already created. Yeah. So I know that's a pattern for me and it's something I'm very aware of. And, and my friends are aware of it now because I told them after I broke up with this other guy, I said, if I ever pull away from you guys, like I did, you have to call me on it Yeah. because that's a pattern that I've, again, you know, going back to our beliefs and, you know, I grew up believing um, or being in an environment where the man was in charge and the woman was subservient. Yeah. And I don't believe Wait, that's that. not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to tell you, Timmy, it's not. Well, dang it. I'm just now learning this on the podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, Hey, here's the key to your cuffs. <laughs> well, now that can be fun. Well, yeah, those were, that was in the bedroom. So yeah. Bye chastity. See you later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, but yeah, it, um, so, I mean, obviously I don't believe that now, but it is a, it's a pattern that I, um, pattern of behavior that I engaged in for so many years that it's, um, it's, I have to be very conscious and aware of when I'm going back to that behavior. Yeah. And, um, my, you know, my focus right now in my life is empowerment. And that is what is driving my choices and decisions and does, does this choice or, you know, to do this particular thing or say this particular thing, does it drive me toward empowerment or does it drive me back to what I've always known Yeah, or something else? Right. And can that grow and develop? Because I, I I'm, I'm sitting here, I, I live on the plaza and, and my apartment overlooks Brush Creek and Ward Parkway and I'm just watching all these cars drive by and I just had this, as you were talking, I was just thinking about beliefs and I thought how it is wild that because of people's experiences, their upbringing, um, nurture versus nature, like all of it mixed together, we all have particular colored glasses on and we all look, uh, can look at the same thing and see it differently. We can look at, you know, I can look at one thing and see it as, you know, murder, right? And someone else can look at something and see it as uh, self-defense. And then someone else can look at it as, you know, whatever. Like, it's like people can look at things so differently um, based upon what they believe and the whole nature nurture. Um, and they just see the world so differently. And drilling down into... Um, what we kind of kicked it off with is our search for the truth. I mean, there's a scripture, right? You shall know the truth. And, uh, Jesus said this actually, that you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it is in the truth that we find freedom. 
some things I don't think that we'll ever know, at least this side of eternity. I don't think that we'll, we can ever know. I mean, you know, like we still haven't figured out consciousness, you know, we, um, you know, we don't, we haven't figured out how, where, where life started, how it started exactly. Like we have theories and that's, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Christian theory, you know, there, there's the, the, uh, science, um, theory, um, a lot of things that science knows, but I mean, doesn't know everything. And so some things I, I don't, I just don't know if there's, if there's ever going to be answers to certain questions. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But I, I was, I don't know what flip, what switch flipped in my brain, but I've always been so curious. Like I would love to know, I would just love to know, um, like if there is a God and if he would just come down as a big screen TV up in the clouds and just be like, Hey guys, so here's, you know, just check out this video. When I created everything, here's what it looked like. Yeah. And that sounds so cheesy, but it's like, I just would like to know, um, and I, again, I guess there's some things that we'll just never, that's just, you'll never, we'll never know. Exactly. We'll, yeah. We'll never know, you know? Yes. And, yeah. and to be able to accept that you may never know something, I think that's huge. Yeah. And, and to, to be okay, not knowing. Right. I think is, is, um, freeing. It, you know, man, that, that brings up an interesting thought because I have, I've had, this is a question I get asked a lot too, and it's a common discussion amongst friends of mine off my podcast when we're talking is that how do I deal with uncertainty, you know, going from being Mm -hmm. so certain, right. That when you die, if you're, if you follow Jesus, then when you die, you're going to be in heaven and, and just so certain, like this is the way the world is to -hmm. then now say, well, no, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell necessarily. Not sure. You know what I think about And I definitely don't believe Jesus is the only way. Um, though I love the message of Jesus, but you know, like, I don't think this, that, yeah, you know, how, do, you know, what do you do? How do you deal with that uncertainty? Like, I think that'd make me crazy to be uncertain. I can't explain it, but you just said it. I feel free. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how freeing it is to no, I don't need to know because you can't, I don't know. No one knows. You can't know. So I'm not going to act like I know something that I can't know. To me, that seems like insanity. And so to yeah. let that go and be like, I don't know. Like that yeah. is, ju- there's such a peace in my heart in saying that. Well, and there's some, if I was Lance, I could probably quote who this author was, um, but there, there was an author who said that we need uncertainty in our lives, um, that it's just a part of growth. It's a part of um, creativity and transformation. Uh, you know, if we didn't have uncertainty, nothing would ever change. Yeah. But uncertainty forces us to look for a different way. Yeah. Or a different idea or a thought or whatever it is. I mean, all of the all of the. Um, you know, the light bulb created out of uncertainty, you know, I mean, just that if things remain the same, nothing changes. I mean, that's profound, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, you know, you have to have uncertainty in your life being comfortable and okay with it. That's a bigger deal. Like that's that's where, yeah, that's where I think 
some folks, for whatever reason, again, that might be a nature-nurture thing. I don't know. They can't be uncertain. Mm-hmm. They, it's, it, and I've thought this before. I've, and I'll say this to anyone listening who is, you know, certain about anything. If you're, you're one hundred percent a Democrat, or you're one hundred percent a Republican, or you're one hundred percent Christian, or you're one hundred percent atheist. I, I mean, I'd ask this literally to everybody to think about this. What if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. Like what? What if? Jesus isn't the only way. Like, what if Buddhists and all kind good people would be in heaven? What if? Why Why would that matter? Why do you need so bad mm-hmm. for everyone else yeah. to go to hell but you? Like, why, why do you need that? Why do you yeah. need to be the one that landed on the truth? And how, why? I... Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you need it, that so bad? Yeah, it goes back to the whole what does it matter? I mean, heaven if heaven exists, there's no max, max occupancy on it. Right. Because everybody's all the Christians are and I shouldn't just say Christians, but we're trying to get everyone into heaven. Right. So we know there's not a max, you know, max occupancy. So what does it matter? Unless the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are right, and it's 144,000. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck those people. They're yes. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the yeah. truth enough to know that that's bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I am, you know, I'm grateful for um, religion in the perspective, uh, from the perspective that it shapes me. Um, you know, my so going back a couple generations, my grandparents on my mom's side uh, were raised, well, my grandmother was raised Mennonite. And then when she and my grandfather were married, um, they didn't go to church. And I always remember my mom telling me that my grandpa believed in the golden rule, you know? And so I heard that over and over again, but my mom was always, she was always upset that my grandparents were not going to church. She felt like they were going to miss out. And even though, you know, my mom and dad chose to be in a church that believed they were the only true church and there were only <laughs> about 144,000 of us, you know, wow. I mean, and so it, there, if you look at, we went from, you know, Mennonite really strict to nothing to Mennonite. And here am I. So it's this generation you know, of like back and forth of what's right. How do you know what's right? They were all good people. You know, they were amazing people, but what's right and what's wrong, what's best and what's, you know, worse, what's good and what's bad. It, it, to me, I, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm going, that's my family. That's my, you know, my heritage, my ancestry. I love them for who they, who they were and the life that I have because of them, what difference does it make what they believed? Right. It doesn't change. It doesn't change what I believe. Yeah. And I understand, you know, my mom, I understand why she needed such structure in her life. Her, um, she was abused as a child. Um, and I, I don't know the full details around it. She told me when I was an adult that she had been sexually abused by a family member. I don't know who it was. I don't know what happened. I just know what happened to her. And it her telling me that helped me understand why it was so important for her to have the guidelines. 
Yeah. She didn't have guidelines growing up because my, my parent grandparents were more of the, um, my mom just said they didn't have a lot of boundaries. And so, um, she craved that and probably yeah. because of the abuse, she wanted something to hold on to that gave her that security. Yeah. So then she finds this religion and it's all about boundaries and yeah. all about, you know, structure and black and white and, you know, thinking and all of those things. She clung to that. Um, I think some people need that. Know. It's like some, some exactly. people need structure. They need a boss to tell them what to do, how to do it. And like, they want that. They crave that other people. That's why I think sometimes nurtures what led me to where I'm at, you know, that all my nature, all my, I'm sorry, nature is what led me to where I'm at. All the nurture in my life was religious, but my nurture was like, nah, fuck that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I think that, uh, I forgot kind of where I was going with what I was saying about, um, where was I going before I launched off on that? <laughs> I had to open up my window. Just about people, some, some people need that structure. Oh, thank you. Some people need that yes. structure. Some people need to be on the factory floor putting together mm -hmm. widgets because, and they like that. That's what they want to do. While other people, you know, they, they can't work for anybody. They need to work for themselves and do their own thing and they can create their own deal. And, and neither is better or lesser than the other. They're just different. People are wired differently, right? I mean, I gay friends growing up. Clearly they were wired, you know, to not like what I was like. And I mean, you know, it's like right. we, it was just different and there's no, uh, right or wrong or good or bad. Uh, it just, it just is. And letting that go and not having to send gay people to hell, not having to mm -hmm. send Buddhists to hell, not having to send Hindus to hell or anyone not thinking or believing like I am to hell. Gosh, it's so freeing to let that go. It's like, Oh my God goodness gracious how toxic that is and and not only that i find it just absolutely this is making an assumption that there is a heaven there is a hell making an assumption that there is the bible god and all that like let's just make that assumption well there it's clear in the bible that in heaven there's no more sadness no more tears no more weeping no more crying right so when when people are so concerned about other people getting to heaven it you're not if 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 the bible's true which i don't believe that it is in that way but let's just say let's just for ex, let's just argue with a christian like we're christians if the bible's true there is no sadness in heaven so there can be no sadness about anyone not being there even a family member right you know as much as you would want your child to quote if there was such a place as heaven as much as christians want their children to be in heaven with them if heaven is, allows no sadness, there will be no sadness over a quote unquote lost child. Like there will, it's not like earth, right? I mean, if you're like, again, I don't believe any of this, but I'm just saying, if you argue against a Christian with their own fucking beliefs, it just makes it difficult to, for, for any of it to stand on two feet because I mean, Jesus alone, died for the sins of the world, everybody. It's done. Stop. You don't need to talk to anybody. Jesus already died for everybody, all times, for everywhere. We're yeah. done. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, just stop. <laughs> There's a good <laughs> argument for that, that, no, you don't need to get saved. You're already a child of God because of what Jesus did. So, fuck you. 
you're you're wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and that and that, you know, made me think of this idea that when when of sin, like, you know, I I have a hard time with the idea of sin. <laughs> Um, because I love to me, <laughs> well, I don't mean that, no, I, I know. Mean, you know, like it, it, is there sin? Is there truly sin? If, if Jesus died on the cross for all mankind for all time, then does that, doesn't that mean he wiped out sin? Doesn't that mean that sin is no longer valid? That means you could touch your wee wee without it being wrong. <laughs> If I had guys, one, yeah, guys, <laughs> <laughs> women, I don't even know what to say. I have, I did have something to say, but I'm not going to say it. I am not going to say it, but it oh, does kind of rhyme with, uh, blicking the bean or blicking the fleen. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it just, it, it is a, if you go down that path, then you have to question everything. Yeah. And I think that's where the fear comes in. And, you know, when someone realizes that what they believe in may not actually be true, that it's, it's, they're, they're afraid, afraid to look at it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't, yeah. gosh, could be, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I just really am a truth seeker. And, and I mean that, I hope I mean this to the, to the degree of, I don't care where the truth leads me. I want to know it. Mm -hmm. In other words, it doesn't have to lead me to where I want it to lead me. And that's, and that's, that's the part that, you know, I've seen many debates from religious people and atheists. And there was one debate in particular, and I've actually referenced this before, but there's this one debate in particular where the commentator asked the the Christian, whoops, uh, asked the Christian, um, what if anything could get him? I'm sorry, yeah, asked the Christian, what if anything could get him to believe, um, you know, the Bible isn't true, and his answer was nothing. There's nothing that you could do or say or show me or like. There's no nothing, which is like so ridiculously ignorant. You know, it's like. At that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, so literally we could prove to you, like we could mm. give you some kind of evidence that it isn't right and you're you're going to double, triple down and still believe it. Mm -hmm. And then they asked the scientists the same question. They said, what would it take if for for you to believe in the Bible or to believe in God or whatever it was? And, and I thought on this debate, this scientist won because the scientist humbly said, oh, well, evidence. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, what would change my mind? Evidence, meaning I want to go where the evidence leads. Whereas the Christian, again, not, not all Christians would probably answer that that ignorantly um, because I know I'm not really, a, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't know if I would call myself a, a Christian right now per se. I don't know what I would call myself, but let's just say quasi-Christian. Um, I would never say that. You know, what would it take for you to not believe something? I'm like, well, like, facts true like mm -hmm. prove it and so so it's not like i need whatever the facts are to prove my point no i want the facts to prove the truth they don't need to prove my belief i mean does that make sense like i'm right oh I, yeah yeah i don't need it to fit what i already believe unless that's true if i'm believing the truth great i hope it does support what i believe but if what i'm believing is a lie 
no, I, please show me evidence to believe otherwise. Because I want to, in my life, having believed truth. That's why I don't find myself to be very susceptible to conspiracy theories. You know, a lot of those are going around right now. And, you know, the the flat earth one is, a, is just a ridiculously ignorant one that everybody, for the most part, except for the 10 people that believe that, that, you know, they know that, they <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's not even like, that's nutty. But a lot of the conspiracy theories, they're not as nutty. And I can see how, on one hand, I can kind of see how people kind of believe some of it, but man, it's some crazy ass shit that people are believing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, going right back to the, what this whole conversation started to be about, about knowing the truth. You know, some people believe that, you know, Trump's leading the, the army of God to take down the antichrist, which is Biden and Kamala. Like literally, like, I'm not just like, this sounds like I'm, creating a new fiction narrative for a book. No, this is actually (laughs) factually what some of those right-wing conservative evangelical people believe. They believe this is a war between good and evil, God and the devil. And, and our lives are at stake. And like, this is the end times, Pammy. Yeah. And how does that serve anyone you know, how does that serve humanity in to, for the better at all? To we'd know, have to, to call someone and find out because I have no idea. I find it, <laughs> I, I find just, it absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I'm trying to be nice too. Like I'm trying to be yeah. kind in my words, but I find it absolutely nuts. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. It, you know, it's it's taking these extreme views. And believing that it's going to make a difference somehow, but yeah. the end result isn't going to be a good one. Yeah, I just that 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 blows my mind. And it, but it, again, it goes back to your beliefs and your ideas of you know what life should look like. Well, a lot of times, some I mean, you would think that beliefs would lead into action, and and I think to me, it's like you know, don't, that's why I love Missouri where I live. You know, it's a show me state, you know, don't, don't tell me you love me, show me you love me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about people that believe that this is the end times and that Jesus is coming back, there's a, a, another real part of me that goes, wait a minute, if you really believe that and you believe that all these people are going to go to hell, you should be going door to door every day, all day telling people about Jesus. Like to me, it, it doesn't make, if you really believe what you're telling me, you should be telling everybody about it. Like literally you should be going batshit crazy about it. If that's what you really earnestly, honestly believe. Yeah. And you know, again, I don't believe that. So, I mean, I, you know, and and I, you know, I can't, it's like, I, I can't tell you even in my personal, I've lived a long enough life now. I'm 52. I've lived long enough now that I've, I've heard the sermons, you know, for the last 50 years of my life, I heard the sermons on Jesus is coming back before I die. And, and that motherfucker died, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like I, God appeared to me and said that he was going to, that I was going to see the return of Jesus. That fucker died. It's like, 
Mm-hmm. Why? Because we all die. We live and we die. That's yep. what, that we're born. We live and then we die. That's it. Every, yep. No one's escaped that, right? Unless you believe Jesus did, or maybe Enoch and Elijah, whatever. I mean, if you're a Bible person, <laughs> there's those three. But other than that, every person has died. Yeah. And all that matters is what we do right here and right now. As far as we know, right? Maybe there is some kind of an eternal reward. I mean, again, I'm at least I say, well, I don't really believe in all that, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm open to think that maybe I don't know. Right. But well, and like you've said so many times that, you know, you're not, you're, you're living your best life and that includes how you're treating other people and how you are presenting yourself in this world and, and to other people and, and, so then if, if it was, if it were true, wouldn't that mean that you were going to heaven? Like, right. I, I just, you know, I mean, to me, that just makes sense. Like just live your life like there is and, you know, live your best life yeah. and do good to, and do good for the world and, and for other people. Um, I don't know. I just, it, to me, it's so simple. It just comes down to like it, like I said earlier, the golden rule and just loving humanity and just being able to accept that people are different than you are and they're going to make different choices and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, right. You know, so it, it just, just, I don't know. It makes for a much peace, more peaceful life, but I feel like it also, you know, thoughts and our, our thoughts and our words and our actions have energy to them. And that's what we're putting out into the world. Yeah. Are we putting out, you know, go, uh, love? Are we putting out anger and fear? Like what are we contributing to the space that we call the, the world? Right. Yeah. Some people just are riddled with fear and anxiety and it's mm-hmm. like, man, you're just putting that out. You think that's God's mm-hmm. best? Like, you know, those that believe in God or believe in all this stuff. So, like, you think that's honoring God by living in fear and anxiety and hate and bitterness and jadedness? Like, really? And so, you, you know, even the Christian God is a God of love. And so, at the end of the day, just live in that space. And not only that, wouldn't you think a, an all-knowing, kind, good God, do you think a, a, a God like that is going to send a kind, generous, loving atheist to hell? Really? Like like you really think that God is that insecure and easily offended that someone that was good, but didn't believe in him, he's going to send his ass to hell to burn forever. Really? Like you think that that's the God you serve? Like, think about that for a second. That's the God you serve that is going to strike down a kind, generous, loving human that only did good in this world and and she li- lived and served her family and her kids and all just because she was a fucking buddhist yeah, uh, yeah. wow why yeah. <laughs> would you need to believe that why would you choose to believe that yeah all right ladies and gentlemen no. back with more with pammy be right back all right pammy so we kind of ended that first portion talking about a bunch of things, but we kept circling around this whole idea of knowing the truth because that's, you know, that's where freedom ultimately comes in is knowing the truth. 
then we were talking about what you know what is truth how, what is the difference between what i believe to be true and what is factually provably true and and that that in therein lies the the struggle and so i don't know is there an answer how can we know the truth yeah and i don't and again it goes to for me it goes to what can be proven as fact um and what is a belief or a story that we've created um you know for example as humans we must have oxygen to live right um and that that is as a fact because without oxygen we no longer exist like we die right um and then so does that make like a fetus who has not breathed oxygen does that make that fetus a human when they're not yet born right well because yeah just you know right right because if you think so if i want to be or will be a fireman in 10 years, let's just say, well, does that mean I'm a fireman now? So if a 10 right. year old is like going to grow up and become a fireman, but is he a fireman now at 10 or so is, is a baby or a fetus, whatever you, however you refer to that, just because it's going to be a human and able to stand on his own and breathe oxygen and live in the world like all of us other humans does that mean that it is now? And so that right. gets into the whole discussion, uh, you know, the, the abortion, which I know some people are one, one, uh, what do you call that? One policy voters or one, mm-hmm. you know, they have, that's, that's, they are Republican for that one vote. That's right. it. They, they, you know, they're uh, pro-life, which means no, you know, no abort- abortion is illegal. Whereas what I've learned about the the pro-choice crowd is they're not pro-abortion. They're just pro-choice, meaning mm-hmm. it's my right as a woman to choose. And um, as long as it's in my body, it's in my body, and it's my choice. And I can see it, seriously understand and see that point clearly. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like when I see it, when I really think about it, I'm like, yeah, wow, okay. Huh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And those are all beliefs, right? Those aren't necessarily fact. (laughs) So regardless of what the issue is, is it truth right? or is it your truth? And I think that's the distinction is if it's not fact, the fact is, is indisputable. It's a fact for all humans. provable. All humans. Yes. It's, it's a fact for all of us. Gravity is what keeps us on this earth. I mean, that's a fact. We cannot get away from the fact that that's what keeps us here. Right. Um, everything else is a belief, a personal belief. Yeah. And it's all stems from, you know, our environment growing up and, and the things we heard and, and what we learned and what we continue to learn. And I can hear my evangelical you know, Bible thumping day brain having answers to everything you're saying. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and again, I don't, I don't believe that, but I, but my evangelical brain still is in there and I know what he thinks about certain topics. And, you know, I hear you saying that, of course, I all all of a sudden in my head pops that verse that, you know, he knew you when you were in your mother's womb. So that's how we know, right? Like, that's how we know. 
And so, but, but for whatever reason, back out of that, back out of that, it's like earth looks a lot different from an airplane than it does from a spaceship, from a satellite to like the further you get out, like it's just a little speck, you know, it's all about perspective. So when you really start looking at the perspective of, well, why do you believe that? Well, I believe it because the Bible says it. Okay, let's just back out 2,000 years. What, what was the prevailing belief then? Right. Back out 50,000 years. What was the prevailing belief then? You know, you start backing away and you get a whole different perspective of the issue. We, for the last X amount of years, ab abortion, you know, that's become a belief within the Christian church that that's wrong. Just mm -hmm. like, you know, at one point in our history, we drugs were legal. <laughs> they're, it mm -hmm. wasn't illegal. It right. was if you could go fucking grow in your backyard, you can fucking smoke it, do whatever you want to. Roll it, roll it. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You know, we made it illegal later, but clearly that's a man-made, right? So I, mm -hmm. I think people don't understand when we talk about our man-made rules that literally like govern our city, like govern our government right here, like in America per se. There's no different. There's it's nothing different than the rules that governed way back then that were created by man. Yes. There's nothing in the Bible that says the speed limit should be 65 on the highway. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and so, but that's a rule now that we follow and abide by and we all agree to, uh, but that's a story. It's a story we're telling ourselves that that's the correct speed to go. And we tell ourselves a story about the money in our wallet, that that piece of paper that has a 10 on it is worth $10 and able to purchase such and such for the equal amount. That's a story. Yep. You could tell yep. me the 10 is worth 10,000 and it's a story. And if we all believe it, then it is. Right. And, and go even deeper than that, you know, with say the $10 and what does someone believe about that $10? You know, it, are they looking at that $10 thinking I am rich or are they looking at that $10? This is all I have left. Yeah. You know, I mean the, the beliefs and, or, you know, the idea that money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, how many parents told kids that growing up Yeah. and what did that create? in a belief about money. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of this stuff and, and, you know, you're talking about 50,000 years ago or, you know, pre, pre, um, Bible and, and all of those prior to that, if you, if it, if you boil it down, it all comes to survival. Yeah. You know, you go back to what it must have been like, or what we imagine it to have been like, and it was survival. It was just trying to survive, against the elements yeah, or against, you know, dinosaurs or mammoths or whatever it was, it's, it was all about survival. And if that is our heritage, if that is the, if that is the, um, the emotion or the driving force that has been passed down generation after generation after generation as humans, what else do we know than to survive? Right. And so, whether it's an idea, a belief, whether it's our physical body, whatever it is, we are built to survive and we are going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. And I think a lot of 
what we've created in this world has come from that belief of I must survive. I think religions were born out of that idea that yeah. our, tri- our tribe must survive. Right. You know, our family, our, our, uh, our lineage must survive. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's, I mean, and, and that's not, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to live from a space of survival. Yeah. You know, I want to live from a space of, of love and joy and freedom and, and build from that. And yet I'm so, I am, I am built to survive. Yeah. So, I mean, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of, um, internal, not work, but just be, being able to look at the beliefs that we have and not necessarily understand why they are there or where they come from, but to understand, does this serve me and where I'm, what life I'm trying to create? Yeah, yeah no, that's good. I really, I really like that. Well, what, um, we had a list or you had a list of some exciting <laughs> topics exciting topic is there any well you know here's one here's a here's a question that i've listened i listened to all your podcasts so one of the questions that has come up for me lately because you have mentioned a couple times now that you're going to church Mm -hmm. and my just this is just from wanting to understand as someone who doesn't really care to ever step foot in a in a church (laughs) again trying to understand a different perspective from someone who you know grew up in a similar situation why why do you why do you go yeah because i'm not bitter anymore no <laughs> i'm teasing <laughs> so, no, no uh that could be, be some truth there you just you never know yeah because i was out for a, a while and i just felt like i i enjoy you know music i enjoy community um and i enjoy hearing good positive messages um and so and i'm not i don't go every sunday um but when i can you know i, I just like to go there's something about it, it it's 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 uh i still feel like an outsider like i'm not it's not pulling me back in at any it's it's like i can appreciate the parts that i can appreciate and that's what i get from it um you know it's like watching a a movie in spite of, you know, a bad actor, but the storyline's good or, you know, whatever. (laughs) So it's like the spirit, the spirit of, of love is this, you know, that, that the heart of that message I'm so down for, you know, loving kindness, grace, mercy, all that stuff is such a powerful uh, thing to me um, that I can overlook, you know, why they believe those things that, that it's not because of the Bible. God set it down that way. It's how we've learned and developed as humans to aspire to certain things and, mm-hmm. and feel certain things and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's developed and even with Christianity with which you and I've been a part of for 50 some years, it's evolved. You know, I remember sermons against guys wearing earrings and having long hair and mm-hmm. how sin <laughs> tattoos were sins and, you know, even interracial marriage. I remember hearing a oh, sermon. Yeah. yeah interracial, you know, white people's day with white people, black people's day with black people. Like, and I'm like, what? You, if you said that today, <laughs> if you preach that today, you'd be on the 10 o'clock news as, oh, yeah. as a cult leader, you know, but hello, I was, I went to that church <laughs> that, that taught that kind of stuff. And, you know, 
they've evolved too. You know, still, I mean, it's still, they're still wacko, uh, in, their belief, <laughs> in my, in my humble opinion, you know, that they still believe those things and that's fine. But, um, yeah. So, and, and the particular church that I go to is very liberal. It's a very liberal, you know, like gay loving church. So it's, it's definitely not a, not what I came from Yeah. <laughs> now that, so, okay. I'll tell you what, just to answer that question fully. So I bounced around and tried out some different churches just to see evangelical churches like Pentecostal, especially I can't, I can't, yeah. like I, I felt violently ill and it just like, it, it agitated me. Like when I was leaving, I was just agitated and kind of bothered and felt sick and icky. And so, yeah. So, so to be clear, I can't go to any church. <laughs> it, it's only a particular right. kind that would even work remotely with me where I'm at now. Well, I, I mean, I admire it. Obviously I, you know, I still struggle with it. I don't, I, I struggle finding value in it. Sure. And I think that's just, you know, where I'm at right now. Um, and I've been doing this for a while. So yeah. it's, and maybe it always, the- it's fascinating to me um, just to understand, you know, what takes you there. Yeah. And I also wonder if it, it might simply be habit. You know, it's something mm-hmm. I've done without missing nearly, mm-hmm. you know, only missing a couple of years with vacation for 52 years. Like I yeah. was, I was born on the church pew. It's what do you, what do you right. do on Sunday? The <laughs> Sunday is the Lord's day as yeah. God's day. Right. I mean, so it's like, even though I don't believe that it's, it's just habit. It's, it's like, it's what you do on Sunday mornings. You know, it's, so I'm a little old school too. I think, again, I don't believe it uh, like what I used to believe it, but there's something about the habit of it. Something about, yeah, I, it, you want to really fall out of your chair. I felt moved even like emotionally when we were mm. singing a certain song and just the words. Now I, the words themselves, I, you know, I'm like, no, well, that's not true. Like your life isn't you know, only complete. If you believe this way, <laughs> your life can be complete without believing exactly like you folks believe, you know, so I can, I can logically reasonably see something that I just don't agree with at all. And to then also be touched by the mood of worship, um, mm-hmm. Almost, and I would say it's probably like this. It'd be like going to like a YouTube concert or a YouTube, yeah, YouTube concert. You know, it's like a spiritual fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a Chiefs game for Pete's sakes. I went to a oh, Chiefs yeah. game not too long ago. I felt like I was at a church service, mm-hmm. you know? And so I I think there's just that that power and that part of it that, that I enjoy uh, the aspect of the community and the gathered together, assembling together for a common you know, good of a message of love. Uh, I still find, find value in that, but what I miss, there's you know zero guilt. <laughs> like I got like my, you right. know, I just, I operate so differently in that space now that there's, if I decide I just don't want to do that. I mean, a couple Sundays ago, I went on a date. I had a, had a coffee date. Um, first thing on in the morning on a Sunday. And so I, I skipped church to go on a date. <laughs> Timmy. I know. <laughs> so oh yeah no, well i appreciate i appreciate that i mean it really um 
I value, I value that, uh, I have been a couple of times, you know, for Christmas services or whatever, and I've been moved. Um, and so I do know, you know, and every once in a while I'll come across, uh, one of the Christian radio stations and they'll be playing a song that I remember hearing and it'll have, it'll just, I'll have that same emotional response to it that I did back then. And (laughs) I haven't listened to it for, you know, 12 years or whatever. So, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. I, you know, I still hesitate and I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. Um, I, I guess I don't find enough value in it right now. Um, for me to even, go. Yeah. You know, now if I found, found some, something that was more, um, that wasn't necessarily a, a associated with any religion, but was about connecting with a community and things like that, that I'd be more, uh, likely to do something like that. Yeah. But, um, and, yeah, I just yeah, have that, a hard time with the organized religion piece of it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The, while you were talking, I was, kind of just thinking from a 10,000 foot view of my, my Christian experience. And I don't, we've never really talked about this particular slant on it, that though there were all the things that I've talked about in all my podcasts about, you know, the things that I disagree with now, there was a prevailing theme that despite all the crazy stuff, right? The no, no tattoos, guys should have short hair, you know, all the, like the crazy stuff like that, the no drinking, no masturbation, no sex before marriage outside Mm -hmm. of all that crazy goofy shit. There was kind of an undertone of love and forgiveness and kindness Mm -hmm. and grace and mercy. And especially in the circles that I ran in, Fortunately, that was the primary message that Jesus was a lover. Like he was kind and gracious and good and compassionate. You know, like, so now again, whether that's actually factually true or not, you know, if Jesus is a mythical creation of, of time, um, and as a compilation of many people from that era and they created this Jesus, whatever, like I I don't know what the factual, factual, actual provable truth is, but being that that's how I was raised to believe that there was this man, Jesus, and this is the stuff that I learned about him in my Christian upbringing. And he was so kind and so Mm -hmm. gracious. So that is something that I really, 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 really resonate with. And mm-hmm. I think that is what, why I don't read, I don't have a negative all a negative view of uh, Christianity, just the group that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, does that, does that make sense? It does. It does. Yes. And I appreciate that. I, like I said, I admire it because I, I'm not there. You know, yeah. And, Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wouldn't be someday or sure. would want to try it out, but um, you know where I'm at right now in my life, I I I love it. You know, I feel yeah. peace, I feel joy, I feel a, an extreme amount of freedom that I've never felt before. And I'm not talking about freedom to just go do whatever I choose to do, but a, an sure. internal freedom that is beyond anything I could have expected. You know, could have anticipated. Right. Um. You know, 
12 years ago when I got divorced, thinking that, you know, I knew that I was seeking freedom. I just didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. And now I'm finding that. And it's, it has nothing to do with anyone else. It has everything to do with me yeah. and the choices I'm making for myself and, and the, the space I, I want to live from. And, um, that's just been, it's been an incredible journey, but, um, that there's that piece, you know, there's that piece. And, and I continue to look at it. And every time, you know, I listen to one of your podcasts and you talk about, um, religion or God, or I, I really think about it because, you know, I, I'm not closing my doors to other ideas. That would be the same thing as what I did prior to, you know, when I was in religion, that would be doing the same thing and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, stuff. yeah, thank you. I guess did a post today. You probably got notified, but hadn't had a chance to listen to it. Uh, it's only a 16 minute podcast. I think it's my shortest podcast ever. <laughs> and I played a bits and pieces from a debate with, uh, a Cardinal, a Catholic Cardinal and, uh, Richard Dawkins. And it's the, it was just an interesting interesting um little discussion i think it's like six minutes long or whatever there's just mm. it was fascinating um on that discussion so anyway i don't know why i was saying that but i i i really opened myself up too, like you were just saying about yourself that you know allowing myself to what what if there isn't a god like what if this is all mm -hmm. myth you know this is just yeah. myth and legend and it's literally not like really really true um but does that make it bad, right? Is is a story right. always bad, right? There's, a, I mean, America is a story. <laughs> I mean, yes. We all agree that we're Americans and we're going to abide by the, and the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if everybody just said, fuck it, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Well, <laughs> it, it, things would be crazy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we all agree that, you know, like we said earlier, you know, that a dollar is a dollar and, you know, and that mm -hmm. if I put my money in the bank that I can go in and get it out later. And if I send it through the wire and it's, you know, through the inter internet and that, you know, that, the, that, that money, paper money is traveling through the wires of the phone and through my computer internet. And it's going to get to my bank. Like it said, it did, you know, like there's a lot of tr uh, faith and trust, yes. <laughs> right? Cause literally, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a button somewhere that could be pushed and all of a sudden zip, everything goes yeah. to zero. So you know, I, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day and we were talking about how like ancient pyramids and all that stuff, which I am so fascinated by. I'm so fascinated by those. Yeah. Those are quandary for sure. Yeah. But anyway, just, just talking about how, um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going on that. Pammy, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I have, uh, I'm staring out my window and it's of course gotten dark and I'm just watching the cars like in a trance, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> looking at the Christmas lights across at the house over there. And, <laughs> and sometimes I'll, my mind just goes, Whoop, and I'm like, wait, where am I? I'm on a podcast yeah, right now. What's happening? <laughs> just talking to a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I do think that it, it is important to, um, at least it was important for my journey to, uh, allow myself to be open to, to follow the, the, the facts or to follow the evidence to, you know, or to be logical and reasonable 
to understand what is factually actually true or what is just a story or a belief. And, you know, that's what I was rambling on about is just all the, the beliefs and the stories that we've told ourselves for centuries and for years. And it's what's, it's what's built America, you know, the story that's the land of the free and the brave. <laughs> that's all a story. It's just, it's, it's a story. And, uh, yeah. So I, I guess to boil that down to what launched me down that tirade is, you know, is the Bible just that just a story that was created by man with, you know, with no evil intent necessarily. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they were, that that was the intent or if it was just, let's put this together and people took it as this is the holy book. Like, Mm -hmm. this is it. Like, this is God's word. Well, who wrote it? Well, not God, but (laughs) it's right. It's still his word. Wait, what? It went in. Who said that? Yeah. And And where'd they get that from? And (laughs) yeah, just, it just, yeah, you can just go down that rabbit hole forever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find, um, do you find any, anything that you feel, um, you wouldn't allow yourself to ask? I mean, are you like so open that just, do you listen to many atheists? I haven't, um, not purposely. It just, I haven't come across any, anything that I, you know, would be interested in listening to. So, but I'm open to it. I'm open to, you know, lots of ideas. And, um, you know, I don't think I I'm, I'm like you, I believe in a higher power. I believe that there is, there was a, a, you know, a purpose, um, in the creation. I, I, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, I believe in evolution and from the perspective of things continue to evolve and we've, you know, we have evolved and this world is way older than, 2000 years, right? 6,000 years or whatever. I mean, it's, but, um, as far as, you know, um, it being the God that I grew up with, I know it's not, Right. it's, you know, it is, it cannot be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It cannot be. I feel the same you know? way. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, I don't know if I, what, what, but yeah, that for sure is not what it is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I continue to just, you know, explore and I would say right now I, I tend, my beliefs, I think bend toward Buddhism in just not in just the idea that we are all responsible for ourselves, Yeah. that we have been given everything that we need. Um, and the rest is up to us. Um, but you know, not that we can't draw on other people's experiences and other knowledge, but that we have been given everything we need. And it's just a matter of tapping into that and believing that we are capable and that it's possible. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me in in just my journey is believing that certain things are possible for me. Right. And when I begin to believe that they're possible, then they begin to happen. And it's, um, you know, I mean, talking about dating, I mean, that I think has been one of the biggest roadblocks for me is believing that I am worthy of the relationship that I desire. 
And it's not because I think I'm less than um, anyone else. It's, again, it's that ingrained belief of shame. Shame is, uh, shame's a poison that I think, you know, the religion that I grew up in, you know, I drank it every weekend. And it, it is so, it's such a part of, of my belief system that um, it's taken a long time to step out of it and to realize that that doesn't, that isn't who I am. And that was just, that was just an emotional state and a belief, uh, you know, a story that I told myself. Well, Um, yeah, it's, it's like the, you know, when they said that the yolk, the yolk is bad. Don't eat the yolk, only egg whites. Right. Well, that's been proven to be incorrect. (laughs) It's actually better to eat the whole thing, but there are still people that live according to something that Mm -hmm. is not true. It's been proven that it's not true yet. There are still people that take the yoke out <laughs> because they they think, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, all right. Do you want to uh, take a quick commercial break? Okay. We'll come back and uh, close up this com- conversation and maybe talk about what we can talk about in our next podcast. We'll okay. Right- Sounds <laughs> we'll awesome. Right back after these messages brought to you by. All right. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with my special guest. Pammy. <laughs> All right. So we've gone an hour and a half, so we should probably land this bird. Um, do you give out any of your social media for people? Is there anything that you're selling? Do you have a book? Do you just published or, <laughs> or do you oh, have an only fans? Only. You have an only fans. That's what it is. <laughs> Tell us your only fans. <laughs> What's that? Oh my gosh. I, I do not Timmy. Okay. I do not. Okay. Well, good. I, I wouldn't judge you if you did, but I, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm on social media, but I don't have anything and, uh, anything special. I'm, uh, I'm just me. Yeah. Well, yeah. we, we got to do this again because Absolutely. There's, there's, I want to talk about shame and guilt. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and, that is, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. I think it, it affects more people than they realize. And, 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 and just the perspective of, how does that affect affect us in relationship with other people, yeah. um, especially a romantic relationship, and how that can just destroy a relationship? So yeah, that's the that's been the biggest one. healing in my whole journey. Mm-hmm. The biggest healing. I mean, all the things I've gone through, death of loved ones, you know, death of a marriage, all the different things I've gone through. I mean, all terrible, terrible. But the one of the biggest transformations or journeys that I went through was healing from the deep seated guilt and shame, mm-hmm. like really yes. being able to let that go and, and let not just the past go, but because if it, you know, if you don't believe that anymore, then your past is completely, it's irrelevant. You know, human, what do humans do? Humans do things that they do, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, it's good or bad. Well, whatever, like we created that and, or that's great. We, you know, there is within us this human nature that I think that, you know, it's wrong to kill someone, right? clearly this is not something that the animal kingdom shares, <laughs> you know, uh, they, mm-hmm. they kill, you know, as part of their ingrained, whatever, but we evolved past that or we were created to, to be different. You know, again, I'm, I'm like you, I think I'm a, a creation evolutionist or an evolutionist create creationist. You know, I, there's, I believe in evolution and you know, I believe that a lot of that's real solid, good evidence stuff, evidence that's, you know, leads us to, 
bring to that, you know, come to that conclusion. And then there's things that science can't, can't explain. And that's where, you know, my brain just kind of puts God in that space mm-hmm. and, and says, well, you know, that makes sense if there is a higher being that, that did have a hand in this, you know, right? Like, yes, all animals are not like us. They can't think about deep and complex things. They can't perform basic math and, you know, they don't speak in a, in a you know I mean? Like there's, they have their own kind of hand signals and sounds and, and I guess dolphins and whatever. There's certain animals that have seen to have a good communication system, but you know, it's, it's, we're so distinctly different from the rest of our relatives, right? Like everything, every living mammal, animal, whatever. I don't, I'm not that knowledgeable on all this. All I know is that we're, we're all related. Um, we all have DNA and then what were 2%. I just talked to someone about this the other day that 2% different from chimpanzees. So, mm-hmm. and how different that is, right? Just that little 2%. Wow. <laughs> you know, we yeah. human, humans run the earth. We run the world. Um, right. You know, we're in charge of all animals. They all submit to us. And so I think we're a little more special than just we evolved past that. But again, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe <laughs> that's just, that's just where I'm at. Um, you know, so anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's a, it's a definitely a good topic. Uh, and, you know, something that I, I know a lot about just from my own experience, you know, with that, again, it goes back to the religion and the, the shame, um, shame and guilt. And I think, and obviously, you know, this is a bigger topic than we have time for right now, but just learning to have empathy for people, regardless of where they are in their life. I think that is a, it's a, it's such a healing um, a thing for shame. Yeah. You know, because I, not only do we, once we're shamed as a human being, we take that on and we, we just continue to, we can continue to um, grow that. Yes. And we just make it worse. But the moment someone has empathy for us, it it begins to heal. And I think that is, I think it's a, it's a piece that um, Christian, a lot of the Christian faith lack is empathy. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying all, but I, I think that, a lot of the religions don't have that, but the, you know, there's obviously they're out there and there's, there's churches and, and people who have enormous amounts of empathy. And I think that's where the healing is beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've always, cause yeah. Empathy to me, when I heard you say that it, it, to me, it's like gracious living, just being gracious, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. No matter what, what someone believes or where they are, or what it is, you know, I, I was watching a movie I forget what movie it was, but this, I think it was this woman that was just talking about her ex-husband and just what a fucking piece of shit he was and, you know, that he cheated or whatever. And, and this older, wiser woman said, you know, you don't know his story and what made him, what he did mm-hmm. and how he did it and why he did it and what was going on in his mind. And, you know, you don't know the story of the upbringing or, you know, and then she said, honey, and she kind of put her hand on the lady's shoulder and just said, honey, you can't blame a human for being a human. You right. know, 
And I thought, yep. wow. And it was just like this gracious moment. It was, and what it was is that, you know, that older woman was helping that younger woman to break the bond of bitterness mm-hmm. and to not, not feel it necessary to hate, you know, uh, her ex so bad that it was you know, corrupting her own soul with bitterness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with him at that point. She, she was embodying all of that ugliness in herself and he, I mean, it didn't affect him at all. I mean, maybe, you know, um, peripherally, but in the way she, if she interacted with him, but the pain was hers, yeah. not his. Yeah. And yeah. that's the, I think the thing people get hung up on is, and I've, I heard this in um, my pre- previous relationship when he would talk about his ex-wife um, and the bitterness and anger that he had toward her. And I'm like, she doesn't even know you feel you're feeling this at this very moment. Yeah. Who are you hurting? Only himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> only himself. And in our relationship too, because I, you know, it, it bled into our relationship because that, that anger and bitterness was there. Yeah. And it's like you, if you don't take care of that for you, you will always know that. Yeah. Yeah. I would never, I would never date a woman who just despised and hated her yes. ex. Now, yeah. if she was like, hey, it was very unhealthy, he was abusive, I don't have anything to do with right. him, like that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it's different. That's totally different. Yeah. Um, in fact, that is the loving thing to do for yourself mm-hmm. and for your kids, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, I've I've definitely got on some dates and when when I've felt that bitterness and that hatred, uh, that I've thought, well, this is the this is why <laughs> I try to just do a coffee yep. date for the first date yep. because <laughs> Uh, I've only got about seven to ten dollars invested here. <laughs> You're clearly not someone I want to invest in. I do not want to invest in a bitter, jaded, unhappy uh, woman. So, yeah, and you're fortunate to have found that out on the first date instead of you know three months later. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, Pammy, so. it's been so good talking to you, hun. Let's you uh, we'll wrap this up and we'll come back and do another one. Uh, well, we'll schedule this offline, of course. And uh, folks, we'll be back. Uh, with Pammy for another episode. Just look for it. Peace out, everybody. Bye.